I'm Bonnie Roberts of Aspire Coaching, and this is the Momspiration Podcast. I share with you some of the most beautiful language I have found in the words of poets and writers who have influenced me and what I personally have learned from their masterpieces. My mission is to inspire moms because moms then lift and inspire their families and communities. I share these selections for educational purposes only and encourage you to search out more of their work if it resonates with you. Minimize distractions as you listen in full presence to get the most value from this program. Let's dive in. Have you ever felt happy and content while you were rushing around and busy? I don't know about you, but I never have. There's a certain stimulation to busyness, that's true, but it never feels real or satisfying. The only payoff is that burst of pride at feeling productive and important. But the cost is stress, anxiety, fear, and short-temperedness. I don't like the way my body feels when it's full of adrenaline, tense, and uptight. The payoff really isn't worth the cost. Instead, I'm learning to relax and surrender when approaching my tasks for the day. Not only do I enjoy myself more, but I do much better work when I'm in a state of ease and flow. It takes a measure of self-discipline and planning ahead, but it's such a better way to live. The trick is catching myself when I'm in that rush-rush state and consciously shifting out of it. For me, it doesn't work to just try to slow down. It requires a whole body state change. I have to radically stop the way I'm going and the wheels spinning inside me in order to then ground and slow down. This is a discipline and it's not easy, but it's becoming more natural as I practice. I try to fully feel how much better it feels than the old way to teach my body to step into that state more often. The poem I'd like to share today is a famous one, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost. Have you ever been outside alone at night during a gentle snowfall? There is no other experience like it. The silence is profound because the spaces between each snowflake attenuate the sound vibrations in the air so that you hear nothing but the flakes as they fall to the ground. It cancels out all the ambient noise. The closest thing to that level of silence is being in an anechoic chamber, but those things feel so unnatural and give the sense of being trapped. But out in the snow, you feel the expansive beauty of nature and the pleasant stimulation of the cold. I hope you feel the way Frost evokes that beauty in his poem. The rhythm is lilting and evokes a gentle, soothing quality. The rhyme scheme pulls everything together into a cohesive unit. Here it is. Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near, between the woods and frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark, and deep. But I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep." End quote. You'll notice that the speaker is not out for a recreational horseback ride. He has things to do, places to go, and not much time. 
We can tell from his horse's state that the man isn't in the habit of stopping in the middle of nowhere for long periods of time. So this is a unique experience. But stopping in those woods changes him dramatically. You can feel it, which is why this poem is so famous. I think it's even more relevant today, though, than when it was written. When I'm caught up in spinning my busy wheels, I sometimes draw my children into my chaotic mood. And I show up as a different kind of mom, one who tries to control them, one who impatiently rushes them, one who yells. I enlisted the help of my oldest son to clue me in when I'm in that state. He simply tells me, Mom, take four to seven deep breaths. He came up with those numbers after I prompted him with the breathing idea. I love it because it's unique enough to remind me of our agreement. And I can choose how many breaths are appropriate to the situation. I always feel annoyed when he first asks me. But after stopping and breathing, I feel so much better. And then I end up apologizing for how I was being before. It's been really good for our relationship. Think about what you can do to catch yourself in the frantic mode and how you can stop yourself. Maybe it's getting a drink of water. Maybe it's smelling essential oils or something else you love. Maybe it's looking at a piece of art. Or just going outside and standing barefoot on the ground. It could be stopping and looking into the eyes of the, per of the person or people that you're with and just being with them. I've tried all these methods and love them, but just breathing is usually the quickest and easiest. If I'm really worked up though, it requires several methods in a row. My favorite is reciting a poem out loud or in my head. That's the quickest way for me to go from my head to my heart. I hope that you will discover how rich and rewarding life can be when you stop and slow down and practice being a little more grounded and present. I hope this program has inspired you and brought a degree of grounded presence to your day. I'd like to thank the poets featured in this episode for the light their words have brought into the world. Consider subscribing so that you don't miss an episode. For more information about my coaching programs, visit calledtoaspire.com. Thank you for listening in.